0: Good, where's the Smart Marks at? They're there, talk to them. Good, can I? Yeah, I would love you to. Can I really? You know how I feel. Can I swear? Um, um, Absolutely, ask your friends over here. Alright, fuck you. (laughs) The New Jersey Kid, Joe Sheehan. That's the difference between you and I. For me, this is about passion, and for you, this is about fame. And nobody will ever remember you. The Rogue of Wrestling, Michael Newman. Yeah, that works in Hollywood. That works in the movies. But this isn't the movies. This is real life. And in real life, I am the real hero. You're listening to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. We are talking some TLCNG guitars t- uh, tender loving care grandma <laughs> yes grandma tender t- tenderly love me uh you know what actually here's first question of the podcast show. um wow, just right what, off the bat all right Hey, what is the point of the guitar in this in the match that has good guitars, which is uh lashley versus elias mm-hmm. and like what is this like this what is the stipulation of this match is it just a pin match yeah, like just, I think it's just that guitars are legal. Like, are all guitars legal? Or is, like, only the guitar suspended oh, from the,
1: the, wait, the top legal? Here's where the internet helps with the, uh, bringing up the TLC card.
0: Um, Instead of just handwriting it like you did. Or, uh, <laughs> you, know, it you is, know, maybe they're going to do the thing they did with, like, Bailey and um, Alexa, where they had a yes, the stipulation where it. the first person that gets weapon down can use it but then they'll just betray that right in the middle of the match and then the other person will just get the weapon and then can use it however much they want and then win yeah so that's what they're doing it's a ladder match but a
1: guitar will be suspended above the ring and the first to retrieve it mm-hmm. can use it as a weapon
0: i see so, so, yeah, now it's, the... it's on a pole match rules just using a ladder instead yes
1: Hmm. and so yeah it'll be hung like a championship is in the middle of the ring rather than like off one of the ring posts.
0: Yeah. So this could um, definitely really go like one of two really major ways. Like WWE is very weird about this too. Like having the type of match that absolutely fits one person's gimmick, like the buried alive match for Undertaker. Then it's like, <laughs> all right, well then is he definitely going to win or is he absolutely going to lose? So then with Elias, it's like, all right, this is a guitar match. That means he's either destined to win or destined to fucking lose. Cuz it depends on how they want to go about it.
1: Like, right. They it can either do the really smart way, which is whoever gets the, get to the guitar can use it and whoever doesn't like would be disqualified if they use it. Because if they do it as that, then they should do where Bobby gets it, but then Elias somehow turns it on him, uses it and gets like disqualified.
0: Like I, I figure, probably Leo Rush is going to figure heavily into this
1: because, mm-hmm. like,
0: he's been very heavily used in the feud, mm. and far too soon, by the way, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Managers
1: are supposed to be like untouched for like months, and I feel like they just went, uh, "Yeah, we ran out of ideas. Let's just have Leo Rush <laughs> be in a match with Elias."
0: Well, uh, yeah, I mean, like, and they also did that with the AOP, right? They just threw Drake Maverick already into the ring with Oh, yeah, he's apparently, like, already winning championships, right? Like... And not only that, they already, like, did the, like, he cost them the championship, like, already. Yeah. Storyline, like, all these things are just accelerated. Like, it's, like you're saying, like, they're just running out of ideas. Yeah. So they just... And I get that, like, so Drake is definitely
1: more of a traditional manager, right? They haven't shown that he can wrestle yet. But Leo, like... Right away on NXT, and he, didn't he also appear on 205 Live for a little bit? Yeah, he's had matches on 205 Live. He was like so competitive like you can show you that he can Alexander. wrestle. So I mm-hmm. get that that's a little different, but still, like he's been on Raw. He has
0: played the manager role, and honestly, too, as far as like well, as far as Leo Rush to his defense, uh, even in his managerial role, like on Raw, like he's been shown to be very like evasive, like the guys that come after him, like he's able mm-hmm. to get away and stuff like that. So. Like he, and it's through athleticism. It's not just like Paul Hammond like being like, "Hey, hey, please don't hurt me, please don't hurt me," and then he scrolls Brock away. Step, yeah, and Brock steps in the way or something like that. Right, like he actually is just like, "Oh, bitch, you can't catch me, you can't catch me," because he runs yeah. away. Yeah. You know?
1: But they they would just get so much more out of it, right? If he like eluded them for such a long time. Yeah. And he had this long term build to Elias finally getting his hand like. This should be, this te- this ladder match should be at the end of, like, months feud with Bobby, mm-hmm. where, like, Leo has fucked Elias over multiple times, and then, in the match, Elias grabs the guitar, beats Lashley, so then he gets five minutes with Leo, brings out another mm-hmm. guitar, and smashes him. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah, that's
1: how better. it should ju-
0: be. Right, and, but yeah, they've you, already like they've already smashed so many guitars. Like I to right, I can't even I, remember like you brought that up. You who smashed because I feel like everybody's smashed a guitar on everybody. Yeah, already in this feud. So like the whole you know the building up to the point of this match is like oh well somebody's gonna get smashed with a guitar and it's like well that shit happens cool. every fucking week with these guys. I've already seen it, yeah. <laughs> like literally every week with these guys, somebody's getting hit with a guitar. Yeah. Like, it would actually be a lot better. Like, if wouldn't it be so much better if Elias this whole time, especially maybe after turning babyface, he's not willing to hit people with guitars anymore. Like, he he prizes the guitars, and he doesn't want them to get hurt. So yeah. then when baby, like, he'll smash the guitars, he's like, oh, no, why would you do that? Like, don't yeah, destroy like what my if, baby. He, oh, that that's a great storyline. And so then, we, like, you, you go com- into a guitar match where he doesn't even want to use the guitar to hit the other guy. He's just trying to save the guitar cuz Lashley wants to destroy it. <laughs> and it's like well, his favorite do... guitar. Maybe Leo Rush steals it and then that's going to be hung up from the rafters. There you go. Yeah.
1: Or you like you have yeah, like you have that storyline where he doesn't want to smash the guitars anymore. So Lashley comes out, smashes that one. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And then you have it turn into a guitar match where you have like these obvious fake ones, right? So then Elias can grab that, smash it over Bobby, no problem, and ends up pulling out at the end, like after he defeats him, pulls out like this brand new shiny one and starts playing that and like finally sings the song.
0: Yeah, you could definitely do that angle, or like you could also like have him set aside the guitar and set aside the guitar and then pick up like a chair and then smash Lashley like. Yeah. You know, something like that. Like, he goes to swing the guitar, stops. He's like, oh, And he goes, wait a minute. And then grabs, like, something else and hits him with it. Yeah, (laughs) he grabs a kendo stick and then smashes him. Or, like, uh, some two-by-fours. Have Jim Duggan (laughs) come in. He's like, (laughs) ho! He just does a trade. Here, you hold the guitar. I'll take the two-by-four. Wham! (laughs) (laughs) Then Jim Duggan starts playing the guitar. (laughs) Perfect. There you go.
1: He's just like, (laughs) ho! As
0: he starts the ho song. And then the... (laughs) The Godfather comes out. With the hoe train.
1: Someone say ho <laughs> Like you could have so much fun with this Elias character and I feel like they're just missing out on it. Yeah.
0: Well they're 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 new to figuring out like I guess like how he's supposed to work as a babyface. And Lashley is a really kind of a weird first heel they've been, feud for him. Oh my god, they've Honestly, been horrible you know what, with him as a heel. They should have had him still feuding with Corbin. Corbin was the perfect guy for him as the foil heel, right? Because he's like the rebellious kind of like, oh, fuck you, authority kind of baby because he's like this musical weirdo, yeah. this rock star. And then the kind of like stoogey, uh, you know, sellout authority guy, especially because like Baron Corbin like even has the tattoos you can see. It's like, look, like we know that from the beginning you weren't one of these guys, but you sold out. Yeah. Like Elias could just You sold out him. to the man. Exactly. Like that would have been a good feud.
1: Yeah, just him and Bobby are so different that it's so weird. And, like, the, the shit they've been doing with Bobby with, like, showing his ass. It's like, why? What? Like...
0: You know what? I'm a little bit okay with that. I think there's some potential in that idea. Just, I don't know. To me, I think it's just a funny troll move. It It is a funny troll move, but, like, he could be such a better heel. Like, yeah, that's my point. Because he could, like, also, he could be a lot more menacing than yeah. just being, like, a silly ass-slapping guy.
1: Yeah. Like... Hey, how do we make Bobby Lashley a heel? Let's have him beat the shit out of everybody, because, you know, he's so fucking strong, and he's a legit MMA fighter. Like, he's a better MMA fighter than uh, Brock Lesnar. He has a better yeah. record. That,
0: that is so stupid that they just, like, have decided to not go with that at all. Yeah. And it's but... like, no, let's don't use that. Let's have him point at his ass as he's stretching it. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. It, it, it's especially scummy, too, because, like, uh, like Lashley seems to have commented on this a lot that like that seems to have been the indication when he was signed back in that like he was gonna get a match with Lesnar. Yeah. And, and then they just and like, then he did nah. <laughs> like wow. Like even if you're just gonna fucking let him lose, like at least like he signed up for a certain match. Yeah. You know, and it's like a match that makes sense. It's not like some guy just being like, oh man, like I want to have this match that's way out of my league. Yeah. It's not like Ellsworth but, getting signed going, I want a match with Lesnar like. It's right. fucking Bobby Lashley, like, yeah, it's like you know, it's like to some people that's a dream match. Like to me, I don't care that much, but because that's just I don't give a shit me, about it, Lesnar. But and, you know.
1: and but to me it does because I've I've watched both of their MMA careers, so that's a bit, like oh cool. Mm-hmm. Like I know I don't get them in an MMA situation, but cool, I get them
0: in a professional wrestling one. Like that's mm-hmm. awesome. And you know that would have been really great too, as far as helping to hone. Like they were trying to figure out like what the fuck to do with Lashley. Like yeah. you have know, lean harder into the MMA gimmick. Yeah. yeah. You have the heel and Lesnar
1: do Lashley as the face version of that. You and know, then not, turn it up. Not the
0: face him. who's obsessed with saying that he loves his sisters. Yeah. So, like, let him be the face who just kicks ass. Like, I'm just as good as you and I'm still gonna kick like I'm
1: gonna kick your ass. <laughs> like that's the just that kind of baby face, right? He would have been great as.
0: Yeah, like I'm just as good guess as you, that would have
1: required ass. very little talking. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and honestly, too, it's like, fuck it. You could still put him with a manager. I still, I think that putting him with a manager is not a bad move. No, he definitely, like, that's when he was peak heel in TNA, was
1: when he had MVP as his talking piece. Mm-hmm. And, and I think Leo could be just as good. It's not that. It's not mm-hmm. that It's he's not with MVP. It's
0: yeah, how they're looking. now. actually, to be honest, I really like the chemistry between Leo Rush and Bobby Lashley. I think yeah. it works really well. Mm-hmm. And I, you know what? I think if you did it the right way, they could actually work his baby faces together, too. Oh, they totally could.
1: Because they're such strong heels. hmm That, like, people eventually are going to be like, oh, oh, yeah, we can see this. Like, it's that eventual turn.
0: You know what? Exactly. Eventually, everybody's going to be turning over and slapping their asses. Mm-hmm. Along with Bobby Lashley. I already do it. Every time that Raw is on my TV, I turn over... And bend over and slap my ass.
1: Mm-hmm. It's just, it's it's like Pavlov's
0: dog bell, right? Like <laughs> exactly. The, you I see st- Raw, and you're just like, wait, why am I slapping my ass? I, just, I start slapping my ass. I'm Like, why am I doing this? There's just something that feels right about this. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, yeah. There's there's so many things that, are, and I love that Seth Rollins is like the one who comes out. And then it's like this is everything that's wrong with Raw. <laughs> like, <laughs> like how they went, huh? People have really pissed at Raw
1: lately. How do we fix that? Hey, how about we have Rollins be the voice of all the people
0: that've been pissed off? You know, I I think there was somebody in creative who was like, hey, you remember like a, like, a, like a lot of years ago when we let CM Punk do this the pipe bomb thing? Hmm. Well, what if we let uh, Seth Rollins do set off like a little cherry bomb? Like just a little one, like it was similar. Like we call out some of the problems, but like we don't break the fourth wall at all, and we like house it inside of the narrative and say that it's all Baron Corbin's fault. Like, what if we do that? Like all the things that everybody's been complaining
1: about. What if God just- damn, I love it. I'm not, uh, I'm not getting blamed. For Corbin is.
0: I like having a scapegoat. <laughs> you know, be really fucking funny. Like I know they won't actually do this because I think they seem to love Baron Corbin for some reason. But if they ended up just, like, actually firing Baron Corbin... Like, in real because, life. Yeah, in real life, like, just actually blame it all on him.
1: The Board of directors have decided to release Baron Corbin
0: due to Raw's declining ratings. Like, somebody... Like, one of them actually watches the episode of Raw, and they don't understand, like, the difference between the reality and not. And they're like, hey, you know what? I saw that Seth Rollins guy, and he pointed out the reason that everything sucks. Like, I, all, I didn't know that the ratings were the worst they've ever been fan supporters in the toilet. We gotta fire this Baron Corbin guy. <laughs> it's like
1: how people uh, legit think that the like the Elimination Chamber was Bischoff's idea. And he has like multiple times said in interviews, nope, when I worked at WWE, I had no part of creative. <laughs> He's like, I just came in, read my scripts, and left.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, you know, Ed, that would be one of the most interesting things i think to see would just be like backstage like how many of the people are just like come in do the job paycheck and leave and how many people like really really give a shit yeah
1: well i mean for the wrestlers it's definitely different like bischoff it was like it was another job right Mm. he wasn't trying to make his name again he was like he had made his money with wcw this was just going to be a fun thing to he, he had a really great... His podcast is really good. Um, but he had a really great show on, on his WWE run. And he said that the reason he did it was just to leave the wrestling industry on a high note. Then he went on to do TNA. Which, so, <laughs> but at that point, right, he had like left WCW on such bad terms mm-hmm. that he was like, I wanted to come in, do a good run, and then leave.
0: Yep. Absolutely. It's interesting too, Eric Bischoff. he recently did um, a TED talk that I saw. Online. I heard about that. yeah, and he was talking about how you know like the world of media and news especially is like taking so many of its tactics from like the world of wrestling. basically <laughs> it's summarizing in the idea that wrestling doesn't want to make you think wrestling wants to make you feel. <laughs> it's like holy shit yeah. I hadn't thought about it like that. Yeah because like look WWE doesn't care if the storyline makes sense. Like they just care if you feel about the story because then you'll want to keep watching.
1: Yeah, if you feel enough to boo or cheer, tune in, buy the pay per view, like so to speak. Yeah.
0: Exactly. And that's like the core philosophy behind their like very strange booking and therefore results of guys like John Cena and Roman Reigns, where it's like, it doesn't matter whether the people cheer or boo, just as long as they react. It's like Okay, well,
1: which is totally different from their philosophy before, because then on a, another podcast, you have Bruce Pritchard's podcast, so he talks about the WWE, and talks about how, like, at the end of shows, Hogan must pose. It's like a quote from their show now. Mm-hmm. And the quote was that Hogan had to pose to send the crowd home happy. And it seems like they don't think about that stuff anymore, like...
0: What do you mean? So, like... Like sending the crowd, crowd home happy? yeah maybe although i'm wondering too like sometimes they de- the dark they, matches i'm sure done help with that sort of thing you know
1: yeah but like i sometimes with the way it ends on a pay-per-view like well, yeah actually that's a really good point right the pay-per-view is the biggest um you know the bigger audience right like send the crowd at, at in the arena home happy like yeah that's a couple thousand people but you have millions watching and so like if your end of Rawls and end of pay-per-views suck, then you're not sending them home happy. <laughs> yeah,
0: and it's like you know, if they're just consistently that way. It's not like every once in a while. Yeah. yeah, you know, It's like consistently they're really, really dips in the story so that it's like you never have the big um, payoffs when you want them to be. Yes. Like, you know, to to call back to um, really good story structure for, and, a, and a quick example, in Star Wars... At the end of the first Star Wars movie, it's kind of an instance where the good guys, for the most part, get the win. But it's a slightly, you know, the bad guys get the win because, like, they had killed off Obi-Wan. But mm-hmm. overall, good guys win. So, like, but he hey, comes back in spirit before the end. Yeah. So, like, so, like as far as there. pay-per-views, in episode four there, good guys win. It's a big babyface win episode. Mm-hmm. Even though there was that you know, huge heel victory towards the end there, you know, where Darth Vader killed Obi-Wan. But then in episode two, holy shit, the tides have turned. Whole bunch of heel victories to restack the deck. Because then in episode six, it's the big babyface comeback. And then Luke finally gets the big win. Like, you know, you can mix it up from time to time. But, like, overall, babyfaces should win when it matters. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, like if you were to overall structure like, honestly, babyfaces should be winning a lot more on pay-per-views. And heels can win on TV. Yeah. Right? Like, and not and not for... in these predictable
1: ways. Like, how many
0: times have we seen
1: two people that are gonna have a pay per view match face off on Raw? So then, wrestler A goes over on Raw, and then we go, oh, well, on the pay per view coming up on Sunday, wrestler B's got to go over then.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, <clears throat> I'm really, really hoping that that formula shit doesn't just like completely play into the Sunday because, like, Oscar was standing tall at the end of SmackDown, and I was like, yep. oh no. Please don't let the curse kill Asuka again. <laughs> Although at least, like, if she loses this match, like, she's still not getting pinned. So, like, nothing horribly humiliating can happen to her, mm-hmm. hopefully. Although, like, as I say that, I'm just, like, imagining the possibilities. It's like, oh, no, what if, like, I don't know, they they both just, like, kick her once in the beginning of the match, and then she just doesn't get up. Yeah, she's like, out she's the entire time. She's out the whole time. Like, they just book her out. Like, she's not injured. <laughs> like In character, she's just, oh, Asuka's just dead. That's it. She Ugh. gets no part in the Table <laughs> of Letters and Chairs match. It's like, I, I can never put WWE, or put, like, sinking to a new low past WWE ever. <laughs>
1: uh, On Cole Cabana's latest podcast, mm-hmm. it's their show from uh, what was it? StarCast. The mm-hmm. event surrounding uh, all in yep. and at the end they had one of their so it's him and Marty DeRosa and Marty does a podcast with this guy named with this girl named Sarah who like is pretty new to watching wrestling but she's also a comedian so she comes out at the mm-hmm. end of the podcast and <laughs> as a WWE executive who's doing a fan survey <laughs> and so she does this survey where she was like so we all like the standard woman right like Blonde hair, not oriental, so we'll keep having Asuka lose, right? It like, <laughs> <laughs> just lines
0: like that is really funny. <laughs> so true. So tragically true.
1: Oh, and one of the other ones, I thought this was is like, has anyone seen Neville? Because
0: we can't find him either. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, oh my gosh. Alright. So I also had a an idea that I wanted to put by you. Okay. Uh this is a, an adaptation and sort of an, a thought exercise off of a I'm trying to remember this was on I think it was called Holic. I was listening to one of their videos or something like that and they were talking about some pitches about like, you know, Daniel Bryan and his whole like uh super green gimmick right now and how he's like yeah, you know, like this. What kind of hour. car do you drive? Yeah, he was talking to Mustafa Ali about what car, what kind of car he drives, and I was like, you know what? What if, what is like the most green way to get around? And then I was like, you know what? You could have Daniel Bryan instead of just walking out of the ring like he normally does. What if Daniel Bryan starts riding a bicycle down to the ring? And then what if he starts talking about how, in between each show, he is riding his bike from city to city. Like, obviously, in reality, he's not, but, like, in character, he is. <laughs> and then you could have it, like, you know, you could have, like, some vignettes or something like that of him, like, riding his bike, like, through the snow <laughs> in between these towns and shit, and it's, like, making him, like, really intensely, like, tough and hard, because he's, like, biking all these miles through the snow. Like, <laughs> like do you remember a couple of years ago, like, it was, I think it was right after the S.H.I.E.L.D. broke up, and, like, Dean Ambrose did that whole, like, I walked all the way to WWE headquarters thing. Oh right. Like I wanted it to be kinda like that. I think that'd be fucking he that, hilarious. He had that
1: whole series of things where he like he would walk places. Like, remember when he went to fight <laughs> Seth, I think, and he brought in the hot dog cart from like Coney Island? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, did he walk all the way there and bring that back? Like,
0: like oh wait, so like so like Daniel Bryan could like show up on his bike, like, you yeah, know, ride down to the ring and then come out and bring out, like, a like a different branch every week or something and, like, show off the local foliage and talk to the people about the trees uh-huh. and shit. But I was like, and your endless consumption is killing off every single one of these evergreen trees of my <laughs> native Aberdeen, Washington.
1: People cannot buy the right Christmas tree because they're not growing because of global
0: warming, which is all your fault. We need to stop and ban the holiday of Christmas. It has led to the massacre of thousands and millions of trees all around the earth that we need to breathe oxygen. <laughs> you are killing the planet <laughs> Festivus for the rest of us
1: Use a pole, not a tree. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh. So
1: For the good. Christmas episode of SmackDown, they should totally have him cut a promo yeah, oh my on gosh. Christmas.
0: Oh my gosh. He should try and steal and, like, save the tree. Like, in the same way we were talking about, like, <laughs> Elias with the guitar is, like, Dana Price, like, No! You won't cut down a tree. <laughs> you see him, like, steal all the
1: Christmas trees from inside the arena and plant them back
0: outside. Uh, yeah, he's, like, he, like, grabs the tree and steals it. And he's, like, talking to it. Like, the Lorax. He's, like, Yes! I'll bring you back to the forest, my tree. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so good.
1: The thing is, it sounds ridiculous, but he could totally make it work.
0: And, like, the thing is, like, this shit would be so hilarious that he'd turn babyface eventually with this. Again. Like, he'd be this insane Lorax babyface guy. <laughs> you know what? Oh my gosh. And then he would go find up. Um, speaking of, like, a couple of years ago, Dean Ambrose, do you remember Mitch the potted plant, mm-hmm. he would go and find Mitch and resurrect him. <laughs> I remember Jericho said he had to like, fight for that. Like He was like, do you not see that Mitch is over? Several years ago, Dean Ambrose, you threw Mitch into the trash when he should have been in the compost pile! <laughs> oh my gosh. Eco-terrorist Lorax Daniel Bryan could be so good like i love daniel bryan he's so good the fact that he's already gotten this character over is just such a tantamount to how good of a wrestler and character that he is like character actor oh yeah like in the in the same in the same vein as like chris jericho i would say too like chris jericho has gotten over so many characters because he is a good actor you know like he understands how to embody the character right oh yeah
1: because and because people
0: know it could be real, mm-hmm. yeah, like I, th- I think they're doing a, they do a good job of like providing like a nice insane level of like um character, but bringing it to something that's sort of believable. It's like right mm-hmm. on the line, right between like believable and like oh, this is a little bit ridiculous of a character. But yeah at the same time, like it's the kind of person and character that's like, well, maybe they're doing that to fuck with me yeah, you know because like there's always the element of mind games like you could you could fight a real person who just decides to fucking act like a psycho to fuck with you like, yeah yeah you know, statistically that's probably not gonna happen to you but like the one time that it is like what the fuck are you gonna do like how are you gonna deal with that kind of situation? And that's exactly, I guess, like what the mentality is, right? Is that like you're catching people off guard. Mm-hmm. So, I like it. I like the new Dana Bryan. I hope he retains his title. Oh, he totally will. I don't think he will too. What do you think? Shall we get into some predictions here for TLC? Yes. So who's? So oh, your well, champion, right? Uh, yeah, as of, uh, yeah. well, cause final battle still going on right now as of recording. Yes. Um, so I guess actually, let's see, we could check in on that and update some standings to see whether I'm still the champion or not. Okay.
1: So, okay. So we have one more match since the start of our recording done. So we had Jeff Cobb win against Adam Page. We had Kelly Klein win. Uh, and get the Women of Honor Championship. Zach Sabre win, and then Matt Taven defeated Dalton Castle.
0: Yep, okay. So, so let's see. There's uh, one, two, three, four matches left? Yes. You would need to win pretty much all of them. <laughs> so, I'm going to go ahead and say that I'm retaining... Most likely, yeah. Uh, so I'll go ahead and start because I'm also still the current champion since that's you know as of up in the air. So, yeah. um, hmm, what am I gonna start with? What do I feel the most confident? You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull what I did last time, and I'm gonna start with the what is probably gonna be the main event, even though maybe it shouldn't be. I don't know. What I have listed is probably the main event, the WWE title match, Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. I think Daniel Bryan's retaining. I am going with the new Daniel Bryan. I agree, but I have to pick AJ
1: then. And so I would say that maybe they do some flip flopping. AJ gets it back here, Daniel Bryan gets it back. But that's a really weak argument.
0: I can't think of a better. See, now, like, I, I don't really necessarily think that the new Daniel Bryan will hold this title all the way until WrestleMania, because, like, yeah. I don't really know what the program is with him being a heel now, mm-hmm. Um, so I, I could definitely see him dropping it at, like, Royal Rumble to, like, maybe whoever his next challenger is. Yeah. So it's it's, I it's kind of interesting, but, you know, it, I could also see them kind of, like, extending out the feud between Daniel Bryan and AJ. Maybe that goes all the way to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, Honestly, at this point, maybe that's the best option because I would not want to see them do a full inverse and be like, "Oh, let's do Dana Bryan and Miz at WrestleMania, but now Miz is the babyface." It's like, no, 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 no. I don't want to see that. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see Miz as a babyface. Um, I like him being a funny heel. Like that's perfect. Yeah. And actually, I I'm kind of slightly intrigued by what he's doing with Shane right now. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting like it's i kind of want them to move forward a little bit i feel like they're kind of stuck at the same spot in the plot with that story right now um but yeah i'd kind of like to see where it could go because i think that they could be a viable heel team yeah so that's that's what a lot of people have been saying like does shane turn heel with this partnership with uh Miz? But anyway, looping back to the match we're actually talking about. um, Yeah, I think Daniel yeah. Bryan definitely is keeping the title at least here through Styles. I think he could definitely cheat to retain, though. You know, because, you know, especially going into kind of like booking philosophy with heels, like his whole thing right now is that it's like, oh, well, you know, I'm better than you because count the sins of me versus you. And that if he starts piling on more and more sins, mm-hmm. that would kind of feed into like the hypocrisy of his character. Yeah. So, I think he'll probably do some cheating, but I think he definitely retains here for yeah. sure. Okay, then so do you even have is, a, an argument for Styles or is it just like well. I was I just saying that
1: probably the flip flop of maybe Styles wins it back here yeah, yeah. and then Daniel Bryan wins it again. So that's possible. But okay. So shit, man, this is a hard card to predict. Oh, you know what? I'll go Raw Women's Championship match. Uh, mm-hmm. Rousey versus Nia Jax. I'll pick Rousey.
0: Yep. Uh, that is very likely the outcome. <laughs> I'd say Rousey's probably retaining. However, I have to pick Jax. And you know what? If they wanted to really capitalize on the heel heat and like really capitalize on the heel heat mm-hmm. of being like the whole facebreaker thing, actually, Break. you know what? Break Ronda's face. <laughs> What if they did a just a straight out one punch knockout? Cause then they could they could try and like sell it like a fluke and then Ronda could get like another rematch and I don't know whether it be on Raw or if it'd be like at the Royal Rumble or something, but then she could get the title back pretty quickly mm-hmm. before WrestleMania. Cause then I I do think that you'd want to have the rematch between or not a rematch, but the match between Rhonda and Becky for the title at WrestleMania. I still think that's gotta be the goal. But part of the problem is getting there. Like, you have to fill in some time to get there. And maybe this would be a way to I definitely you help. could
1: throw uh, the match with Charlotte in there at some point. Like, cross Charlotte, uh, cross brand again? Yeah, I because I think you got
0: to have Ronda get revenge on Charlotte. That's true. And maybe they would do that at Rumble. Maybe it's like champion versus champion at Rumble again mm-hmm. or something. So, oh, damn it. Because then what if that means Charlotte's a champion? Fuck, I don't want that to happen. Uh, well, yeah, because yeah, maybe I could see that it's stupid. Like, I don't think it's very likely. Obviously, I think that Ronda probably still keeps the title because I think they really want to keep her strong. Yeah. But, like, they did already do the match with Jackson, and they've already beaten her, so maybe this would be a way to mix it up. And if they did it in such a way that they were trying to sell it as sort of like a fluke win, then it wouldn't damage Ronda that bad. And and it could help further the story with Becky because then it's like they've both kind of like suffered this knockout punch thing, and it could I guess feed into like this new character they're trying to craft with nijax with like having this knockout punch, the face breaker, whatever the fuck they want to call it. I don't know. Yeah, it's possible. I just uh, I would be scared of really hurting Ronda with that. Yep. Yeah.
1: Well, maybe, maybe I think she's... your
0: your way could help. And with Tamina being there too, it's like. Now she's got an ally, like if she if Naya loses with Tamina also there like that's Naya's got to not get a shot for a while after that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's sure. bad. If you're if you're twice the size of the bitch and you've got a si- like another bitch with you who's also twice the size of the bitch you're fighting and you lose yeah. <laughs> that's bad. Mhm. So maybe Naya Jax needs to win. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Anyway, all right. Uh, so let's see. Next match. You're you up, to pick? up. Hmm. <laughs> um. Man, you know, there's, there's a lot of these that could really kind of go both ways. That's why I was looking but, at the post. I was like, shit, this is actually pretty hard. You know what? I'm, all right. I'm going to say Braun versus Baron. Braun. Definitely wins here. Uh, know they've been building up this whole, like, oh, I'm gonna win by forfeit, and Braun's not even gonna show up. Well, obviously, fucking Braun's gonna show up, miraculously, and... Do you
1: think so, though? That's what... This this match is kind of weird for me, because apparently Braun, like, I think it's up in the air whether he makes it or not.
0: I think... Well, because I think Braun will definitely show up, and they don't even need to do shit with this match, like, because all Braun needs to do is basically just, uh, like what? Climb up a ladder, so maybe just like, so he can just one come hit, in. yeah, like knock out Corbin, yeah, and then exactly just one hit knock out. Actually, like, what if he? What if he fucking knocks out Corbin, so Corbin doesn't show up for the match, and then <laughs> Barrett and Braun wins by forfeit. Like they completely invert the script. Like Braun shows up and he's like, "Hey Baron, where are you? Oh, I forgot. I beat the shit out of you backstage." Like. I guess I'll just wait here and win, and then like, you know, Corbin doesn't show up, or or he like is trying to limp to the ring, but he can't get there by the time the rest counting or something. Yeah, Braun the rest like gets counting to ten, and or then Braun just like leisurely climbs up the ladder, gets the contract, like something like that. Because I think they don't want to put Baron in as the permanent GM. Like they can help put a lot of the because they were building up the whole like, oh, it's all his fault that Raw sucks. They could have Braun be the one that finally takes him out here. And then, I'm assuming unless they've got some plans for her to come back into the women's division, big time right now, maybe they have Alexa Bliss be the one taking over as like the GM role for now. Mm -hmm. Because she was already the one that he was like, hey, you just take over the women's division. So maybe she could just kind of be like the general Raw GM for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. I mean I'd prefer that to more Corbin, so that's my thought. But um So you're thinking everyone
1: prefers everything to Corbin.
0: Yeah. And you know what, like maybe they can try and get something good out of Corbin here because then maybe he can actually get angry from losing his corporate position and then he gets crazy.
1: And goes into like a real heel character mode and
0: Yeah, like that's a total character shift again, like goes way darker than ever before. Now mm-hmm. he's, like, shaved his head, and if he can get out of the damn fucking uh, little vests and uh, slacks, maybe he could actually look, like, slightly intimidating. I don't know. Maybe. Especially, you know what, if they put him under a fucking mask, maybe that would help, too. Or yeah. give him some makeup.
1: Make him go away for a couple of months and bring back this mask character.
0: Something. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? Bray Wyatt's supposed to be coming back soon. Like, he could use a big, Apparently a uh, change of character. Mm, yeah, what the fuck's he gonna be doing?
1: Did you hear here? about... He tweeted that, like, I am a new me, or something like that?
0: Yeah, but, like, Bray Wyatt's tweeted so much fucking insane shit over the years that it's Yeah, like,
1: I'm just saying it's possible.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm very excited to see what they do, because I think that there's a... I think that guy's a gifted performer. Oh, sure. yeah. So I mean, he's wrestling royalty. Like... <laughs> Yeah, he's got the royalty too. So, but yeah, so uh, for, so with Baron, you think that maybe he'll pull enough shenanigans, especially with Heath Slater as his new lackey minion?
1: Yeah, I think there's a possibility that maybe Braun like doesn't show up because because of his actual injury, and so Braun does or Baron does like win by the uh
0: by forfeit forfeit.
1: Yeah, that's. I was like, "There's a word for this," <laughs> uh, or yes, or having Heath Slater as the referee. Like, maybe you're right. Maybe Braun does come in, one punches him, and then as he's climbing the ladder, like, uh, Heath Slater somehow like stops him enough that Baron can like recover, mm-hmm. and then he wins because of it, or something like that.
0: Maybe. Oh, you yeah, know, maybe. Uh... 'Cause like Heath Slater at one point he said, like, you know, I'd want to try and help out Rhino. Well maybe there's two refs. Maybe Rhino's also a ref, and then Heath Slater and Rhino both <laughs> gang up on Braun to give uh, Baron the chance. That's possible. So, alright, what's your next pick for a match? Oh right. Uh, you picked
1: that one. Mm-hmm. Uh so then I will go with <laughs> Hmm. I'm split between two. All right, I'm going to go with the one I feel a little more comfortable about. Uh, Elias versus Bobby Lashley. I'm going Elias. Okay. Uh, I just think Lashley. that this feud, this is probably where it should end, right? Like, Elias gets the final guitar hit on Bobby Lashley. They're done for now, and have them go on different, better programs.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely agree that I think in theory that should be the booking because I would like Elias to go do something else. Mm -hmm. Um, However, I do legitimately think Lashley is going to win this match. Um, And I think that might still be the end of the program. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like Lashley is going to be standing tall here because we're going to need some new uh, like heels looking strong here. I think obviously there's going to be another one who I'm going to be talking about in the next match pick, but some other people to go up against Braun. In the meantime, before he fights Brock again, Lashley's going to be one of those guys. And he's going to look strong after beating Elias and smashing him with a guitar. Can I predict what your next pick is going to be? Sure.
1: Are you going to say one Scottish wrestler? Oh, yeah. Drew McIntyre against one Irish wrestler, Finn Balor? I am. Scott Uh, going
0: over. Were there any other things you wanted to say about Elias Lashley before we go on? No, nah, we because we dived into that one pretty deep yeah, earlier. So that's true. we did talk about the guitars and the stipulations and what the hell's going on with that. Yeah, um, yeah. I think also uh, Leo Lashley will have heavily factor heavily. <laughs> Leo yeah. Lashley, Leo Lashley, Leo Lashley, and that's Bobby their Rush. Name. <laughs> yep, that's their new names. Uh, but yeah, it's next match I'm going to pick is McIntyre versus Balor. Which for some, like, I don't even know why the fuck this is happening on this paper. It's thing. just a single match. Like, why the fuck did they pull well, Balor the out of the Mixed Match be... Challenge? Like, he was already, like, the Mixed Match Challenge is such a fucking joke at this point. But they're just like, alright, we'll just pull Balor out of that. Are there any original teams left? Um, the two that are in the finals, actually, are two original teams. And I think they might be <laughs> the only two that made it all the way through the whole thing. <laughs> like, um...
1: But yeah, I mean, I agree with you about Drew. I think he will go over. It, but I'll just say Finn's also kind of been on a roll. He was kind of one of the big baby faces going up against Baron Corbin and his lackeys and stuff like that. So there is a chance that he pulls out a win here.
0: I mean, Balor, Balor's kind of gotten the shaft. I feel like for the last sort of year, he's kind of actually. I mean, he's kind of gotten the shaft for a while. He's just sort of the dude they throw in as like a baby face who can who go. Can, yeah, who can go? He's always just going to be in the mid card. Um it, like it would have been great if they would invest in the idea of like maybe um maybe him being like a main rival of Seth Rollins and actually eventually have gotten the intercontinental title. Like I think that mm-hmm. could have done him some real good. Like it it helped Dolph Ziggler a little bit, but I think if Seth if they had made um Seth and Finn that rivalry, I think that would have helped Finn a lot more. Um but as now Finn is just kind of the guy who takes pins unless he's going to eventually be the demon again, which would be cool. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's not going to happen against McIntyre, who's definitely one of their top projects, especially with Roman out. I feel like the eyes are definitely coming really strong back to McIntyre. Like if... Because like, you know, Braun, I don't know. Maybe they care about Braun. Maybe they don't. It's still kind of up in the air. Um, But McIntyre, they've got eyes for him. Yeah. So he is not losing. He's kicking. I think he's going to be there. He's going to be their number one priority. He's the chosen forward. one. It was uh, many, many years in the making. As the prophecy was foretold. <laughs> yeah, Vince got it right. He was the chosen one, just not that year. He just had to be cast out for a little while so that he could become serious and become a man. Yeah. Get some hair on his chest.
1: Uh, So speaking of the mixed match challenge, though, that's going to yeah. be the next match I do. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go with the fabulous truth winning because yep. I think with the stipulation that each member gets the 30th entrance to their respective world rumbles,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think they're going to make jokes out of at least our truth. Carmella could be a little more serious and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, she's just 30th in the, the women's. We can have the bigger names and who's going to be serious about winning as like 28 or 29. Right. Mm hmm. But our truth, I think you could have a lot of fun of being the thirtieth, like something where he misses the thirtieth entrance, and, like tries to come out at thirty-one, the- or something like that. So, like something along those lines. So that's why I'm going with Fabulous Truth winning this.
0: Actually, I'd heard a really good pitch that actually goes with your because actually, like of all the matches on this uh, card, the one I personally care the most about because of this booking is the Mixed Match Challenge, and I want Fabulous Truth to win. Because I think it'd be great to have a spot at the Royal Rumble where, like, you'd have to have the Women's Rumble first before the Men's. Uh-huh. But with this booking, obviously Carmella will be coming out at thirty. But at first, you play Our Truth's music, and he thinks and he... it's time for him to come out, and then Carmella comes out, and then it's like, no, 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 it's like it's my time. Like it's the Women's Rumble. It's not your time yet. He's like, oh, okay, sorry. Then he goes back. Carmella comes out. Yeah, whatever. She loses, of course. And then when you get back to the Men's Rumble our truth gets taken out by somebody else like a big return or some, like a big star, like, and that's who the 30th spot. is. Yep. That would be some smart booking. I think, or have him come out as like the third. He thought he was fighting for the third entrant. Yeah. Uh, like number the 30th. three. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I guess I'd have to defend Mahalisha. And well, <laughs> while there's definitely not nearly as fun of a booking option as that, like, you do have a little bit of sort of like that spoiler, like the heel feel like, like if you don't have a great baby face, it's going to come out at number 30 kind of having just like a real, like poop on the crowd heel coming out at number 30 is maybe a good option. And Jinder Mahal is definitely kind of one of those let down sort of fart under the rug heels. Yeah. Like, So that could be kind of like a nice little, like let down at the end of a match. Also maybe on like the opposite side for like the women's side, like, Alicia Fox is the type of girl that you could just kind of, like, take out at some point and have somebody else take her spot. Like, that's not a big deal. Um, the other thing about this, though, that I think definitely kind of goes against my pick is that there's this whole, like, um, what is it else that the government go along with? Like, some sort of, like, pay- big vacation thing. Oh, yeah. so. I forgot about that. They'll probably want to use that with like some baby faces to be like, Hey, look, the baby faces are having fun on vacation, followed up on social media. Not like, hey, look at the heels. Like, either then and breaking character to having. be having fun, or like look at the heels not having fun on vacation. Like, you know, either one is kind of just like I don't know. But I guess they don't really care about breaking character as much. So the heels could just have fun on vacation, so Maybe they would have fun, like, doing heelish things, though. Like, they cut in front of little kids at, like, in a line at a ride or something. On vacation. (laughs) And, like, uh, Alicia Fox, like, steals a teddy bear from some kid. Goes crazy on some kid because they got the last
1: teddy bear that she wanted or something like that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, she makes Jinder Mahal with, like, his infinite wealth, like, play these stupid carnival games. (laughs) And, yeah, some kid, like, won the prize before he did. So he, like, beats the shit out of the kid or something and takes it. Or maybe he has one of the sings and pre- like uh, disguise themselves as a child, and they—I don't know—I'm getting too deep into that. Yeah. Anyway, that'd be kind of funny. <laughs> it would be. With some hijinks. Anyway, next match. Let's see. Getting down to the nitty-gritties. You know what? I'm going to go for the Intercontinental Title match, and I'm pretty sure. Mr. Ambrose is winning this one. I think they want to give a little bit of credibility to his um, to his heel put his heel turn, mm-hmm. and they have not been figuring out how to do it in character really, because they they started out strong with him being a fucking asshole. Him being like, I don't care about the shield being broken. I don't care about Roman being sick. Like it's my time. Like I know you guys are just gonna leave. Like he just yeah you know, something was wrong. Yeah, and then all of a sudden he turns into just like this weird germaphobe, and like he's got this getting gas his mattress, vaccines. Like, like it's just, I don't know what the fuck's going on. It's stupid. Like he's just talking about how like the crowd is smelly, like it's just it's dumb. And I think that if they just cut some of that shit out, he just got serious, got mean, took the title from Seth, that would help correct this course a lot. So I'm going with Ambrose. Uh,
1: I. And kind of back and forth on this one, so I can see Seth winning. I mean, he's on such. Seth is like the hottest baby face besides Becky Lynch.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I can just see them keeping it on him, extending this feud because this is really only their first uh pay-per-view match. So I can see a couple series, maybe. Mm-hmm. So maybe giving Seth the win here.
0: Yeah. The other thing I'm thinking too is like if if Seth wins here, then like. I I feel like it would be harder to build to a rematch with Ambrose. Yeah, but I've never
1: like I'm never worried about that with WWE. They always come up with some kind of reason, so
0: I mean, it doesn't have to be a good one, so. So you've just you just bought in. You've, you've you're drinking the Kool-Aid, man. You're like, oh, "I yeah. don't even care if it's good. Whatever." They'll put together a storyline. I'll watch it. So Xavier Woods was right. Whatever we complain, we're just entitled fans. Yeah, It's true. Anyway, what's the
1: next match you're picking? Uh, I will pick Natalia versus Ruby Riot mm. in a tables okay. match. I think Natalia gets the win here. I think because of all the stuff Ruby has done with uh going after uh Natalia's dad, uh, Jim Neidhart, mm-hmm. I think you got to give Natalia
0: the win here. Hmm. All right. Well, I disagree. I think you give. This would be a really, really smart way to give Ruby a dastardly win. And let me tell you the way to do it while being dastardly, but in the right way. So she's trying to be a bitch and trying to be like, hey, I'm going to throw you through a table that has your dad's image on it, right? Mm -hmm. So she's going to keep trying to like, you know, set Natty up to try and throw her through that table. But what I think would be the great ultimate twist to have Ruby get the win here is in the end, because she's trying to get Natty to think that she's trying so hard to throw her through that table, in the end, Natty is leaving herself too vulnerable to just being thrown through another table, and then Ruby ends up taking that opportunity and tossing her ass through a different table. Mm. Like, just being like, look, like, I just used that as a psychological trick to fuck with you, and now I beat you. So, suck on it. <laughs> and then that's... That's one know. way to do it. That's give Ruby some real credibility. Because like if Ruby wins, that really helps establish her. If Natty wins, I don't know. Natty won. Like who gives a shit? Yeah. But like Ruby doesn't have any signature wins, any signature feuds. Like this is an opportunity for her to really step up and build up another heel challenger. Like it would still be a little while for her to be a real credible challenger for Ronda, but like this would definitely be uh, a stepping stone in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So I say Ruby takes this one for sure. But uh, you, you were confident in Natty.
1: Yeah, just because,
0: like, real-life death, I think, mm-hmm. they don't want too much heat on that with Ruby, so. Yeah, exactly. I think throwing Natty through the table with uh, her dad on it would be a step too far. Yeah. That's a little too much. So that's why I liked your booking, is if, if Ruby does win,
1: do it in a slightly different way.
0: Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I could definitely see them also being just like, well, Natty can't lose, so. Daddy has to win, I guess. All right, your choice. Okay, let's see. I'm trying to win. I'm trying to win. (laughs) That's like, because there's things that I want to pick and things that I want to have happen, but then it's like I'm trying to remind myself that I'm trying to win. So I think uh, Buddy Murphy retains the Cruiserweight title. For sure, I think it's it's too early to take it off of him. And especially if you're going to take it off, uh, putting it back on Alexander. Especially this early is a little bit too much. Um, it would just be going backwards instead mm-hmm. of going forward. Um, and especially with, uh, honestly, with how Mustafa Ali's been performing, I think he might be the guy that you would put it onto. Unless you're going to move uh, Mysterio into this division at some point.
1: I think uh, since Mustafa has appeared now on SmackDown... I think he might be landing somewhere else. Mm, okay. um, so I would say that Cedric is going to be one of your number one guys on the Cruiserweight Championship. So I think it's okay for him to take the title here. I mean, Buddy has had it for a while. I mean, he's not really the new champion anymore.
0: We well, got to just, what was it, uh, Super Showdown in Australia?
1: Yeah, wasn't that like October?
0: Yeah, October was like two months ago.
1: Two months is a... That's a long title
0: in Well, like, that compared to, like, Alexander's, that was uh, a lot longer than that, right? Because Alexander got it at WrestleMania. So that's, like, six months?
1: Uh, yeah.
0: But I don't think they have to be
1: perfectly equivalent.
0: Well, true. But even even before that, like, Alexander was sort of, like, the top dog leading into WrestleMania because he was, like, um... You know, he won the tournament and he was, um... Yeah, just sort of, like, undefeated throughout 2018 until Tony Nese beat him, right? I'm uh, not sure. Okay. Or, or I guess maybe it was until Buddy Murphy beat him. Yeah, until Buddy Murphy beat him. um, And then Tony Nese beat him the second time. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I think I think it's too early to take it off of Buddy Murphy. And that if you're going to take it off of him, uh, there are other guys you should be putting it on rather than Alexander right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Any more thoughts on the Cruiserweight title match? Nope. All right, then what's next? Uh,
1: okay, I'm going to go... You know what? I'm going to go for the hard one. I'm going to say Becky Lynch uh, retains over Charlotte and Asuka.
0: Ooh, okay. Yeah. Well, you may be down with the last kicker this time, but I am booking ahead, I'm and I'm holding with, with the Empress of Tomorrow. Asuka, this is her wow. time. This is the time to wow. bring her back, baby. I mean, if I wasn't going with Becky, I would go with Charlotte. Wow. <laughs> no, this is the time. The curse shall be broken. to right. stood tall on SmackDown. The here. She's going to stand tall at the pay-per-view of TLC. <laughs> It is time for Asuka to be resurrected. It is the perfect time because then Lynch can go into the Royal Rumble and she can go off to fight Rousey, jump ship to Raw, and then you have Asuka holding down the ship, fighting off all the challengers, maybe have a rematch with Charlotte, maybe have a match with her tag team partner, Naomi. It's perfect. Give it to
1: Asuka. In your dreams. All right, it what is in my dreams,
0: post? but then soon it shall be in reality.
1: Keep thinking that.
0: <laughs> but I uh, know you're very confident that the, the uh, continuing push of the man.
1: The man.
0: The man. The Becky Lynch train is going to keep going.
1: And she may even have Conor McGregor in her corner. You never know.
0: Uh, you know what? That would be some real baller shit. That would be. Guaranteed I think WrestleMania. WrestleMania
1: I think they're gonna try to make that happen, and they totally should.
0: Yeah, they have. That would be really fucking cool if they can. you that imagine
1: happen. if it's like Becky versus Charlotte at Mania, and no,
0: Becky versus Ronda at WrestleMania?
1: Well, I'm just thinking of the cornermen. If it was like Becky oh, versus okay. Charlotte, Ric Flair in Charlotte's corner,
0: and oh, okay. Conor yeah, yeah, McGregor
1: yeah. and Becky's.
0: Well, in, in that in that case, you know what you got to do like a mixed tag. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> I just want Connor coming down like the doing the Vince McMahon walk. <laughs> <laughs> he has a down pat. Like, oh gosh, that fuck it, so have good. him come out to like Vince's music. <laughs>
0: yeah, in doing the Vince. Exactly. All right. So they can do their thing while Asuka is the SmackDown Women's Champion. Yeah, no. This okay. is, this is the your time. Match. This is the time to build her back up. All right, let's see. What do I feel more confident in between these? I think you have two more, right? Yeah, there's two more matches. Yeah. At least to my knowledge. Unless they're going to add another one last minute like they did uh, over a Final Battle. Yeah. You know what? Um, I'm going to go... I'm gonna go Mysterio winning the uh, chairs match against Orton because I feel like they already did the chair spot against Mysterio, uh, so it's it's not really gonna get more intense than that really. Uh, so I think Mysterio winning here would be you know, sort of the, like the logical booking of that. Also, like they brought him back, I assume for a reason and not just to put over Orton. Uh, so beating Orton would be like the first step into. Something bigger. And I I really don't think it's going to be the Cruiserweight title. And uh, with the new Daniel Bryan, I'm thinking maybe what if they had a match between uh, Rey Mysterio and the new Daniel Bryan. That's definitely a dream Rumble. match. I think that would be a pretty killer match to have. Especially with how
1: Rey's been wrestling recently. Like, mm-hmm. that dude has not lost a step.
0: I think he's actually gained steps back. Yeah, for sure. I think him, him taking the rest out of the intense WWE schedule and being able to... Wrestle at his own pace, and then come in and be a part timer, and like be be healed. Yeah, of like he's he's taken the time to be able to heal. Yeah, like because with that travel schedule, there's no time to rest, like at yeah. all. So like, it's it's just been insane on him. So
1: he yeah, went, I would got, love like, to see he's that. Got the stem cells injection in his knees. Like did Lucha Underground, which is taped, so he doesn't have to worry about like running all over the place. So yeah, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, so I'm I'm gonna say Mysterio here. Uh, so uh, I can see Orton winning because I can see these two wanting to have like a, a real multi uh like pay-per-view match feud. Mm-hmm. So I can see Randy getting the upper hand here and having Ray come back maybe at the Rumble and get his win. Something along those lines. Like maybe eliminate Orton from the Rumble kind of thing. Yeah. And then uh, but I don't I don't see that continuing to mania, but I think definitely like. I don't see the end coming here. Mm-hmm. All right.
0: And then the last so then, match. Uh, the SmackDown Tag this... Team Three-Way. Not Ladder War. No. Just a triple threat tag team match.
1: No ladders. No ladders. Uh, I'm going to go with the Usos here. Um, I think out of this feud, out of this feud, I would have to say the Bar and the Usos uh, kind of have had the upper hand. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the New Day has been just a little too silly with the pancake stuff and all. Whereas, like, the bar was super entertaining in that rap battle. Usos were great as always, but they're serious with it. Yep. So, I'm just going to say the Usos because of that.
0: Yeah, I honestly, I, I would agree. I I really want the Usos to win here. And as far as just how they've been performing, absolutely agree. The Usos have been really good lately. Especially in that rap battle. Like, holy shit. They, they another... bring out some yeah level really good stuff like uh, oh, i was
1: it was a jimmy said that like he's been in the company however long and has never been injured and stuff like that
0: yeah like, there was oh my that was really good but then also like holy shit the whole um he was talking about like cesaro losing his teeth into the turnbuckle yeah that shit was so good oh my gosh like just some really really good stuff um but if the Usos aren't winning, then I feel like it's probably going to be the bar retaining. And it could be kind of like a similar situation to what I kind of feel might happen with um, the SmackDown Women's title, where there's a really intense feud between two of the entrants that's going to distract them out of winning. And the third party is going to take the win. So, like, Asuka's is going to capitalize on Becky and Charlotte going after each other. And the bar is going to capitalize on the New Day and Usos either going after each other or trying to outperform each other Mm -hmm. because they're both so like, you know, like baby faces trying to like rile up the crowd, do big moves. And the bar is more focused on just beating the shit out of guys and winning. So I could see them kind of taking advantage of that and having like this big, like, Oh, the Holy shit, like the new day or the Usos are both about to win or something. And then the, the bar steal it Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah, I could definitely see the Usos also winning here. And I think that could be a, a nice way to freshen up that tag team division that they kind of really, really off and on care about. Yeah, they kind of go back and forth with that one. Yeah, it, it would be nice if they actually just gave some consistent time and care to that division because they've got some insanely talented tag teams in that division right now. Yeah. That is, yeah, it's just, it's silly. That they just, like, they had this really great rap battle, but then... It's kind of like trapped inside of this feud that like I'm really not sure what it's supposed to be. It's just kind of like I guess all these guys want the tag titles. But there hasn't been know. a clear like
1: why and stuff like that, I guess.
0: Like why are like why are these teams the one that are eligible right now other than just the fact like oh well they're like in general the most credible teams on SmackDown?
1: <laughs> the only teams on SmackDown <laughs> or, or like the only
0: teams on SmackDown. Well, because, like, yeah, like, where are the Bludgeon Brothers? Are one of them injured right now? Um, yeah, like, I believe Rowan is th- injured. Like, where are the Colognes? Like, they're gone again. Now that Survivor Series is over, they're just gone. Like, the Ascension's just gone. They're back in Puerto Rico. Good Brothers are just gone, I guess. Yeah. Uh, good Brothers
1: are just sitting backstage.
0: Like, yeah, so, like, I don't know what the fuck is going on <laughs> with the Tag Team Division. It's just kind of like, oh, these are just the guys that are there, I guess. Yeah. They're all really it's good. Just, But they also just have, like, nobody else to fight and nothing else to do. Yeah. Like, no other singles guys are trying to become tag team guys. Like, also, like, why wouldn't it be a nice mix-up to have, like, them be doing tag team stuff but then also maybe be like, you know what? Here would be a way to even mix things up. Like, what if, for example, Big E is trying to become more of a breakout single star. So he's doing that. And then while that's happening, in the New Day storyline, because Big E is focusing on that, Xavier Woods and Kofi have to keep teaming up as far as the tag team, and that influences their tag team storyline already. Like, straight out, they have that storyline to work with. It's like, oh, well, it's it, it, like, you know, sometimes we have Big E in our corner. Sometimes we don't because sometimes he's, like, busy doing training stuff for singles. Mm-hmm. Or, like, maybe he had a match earlier this week. Like, <clears throat> you know, we could do some shit. And then it's like, it's forced to just be them. And then maybe they're losing more often because they don't have three guys or just because they don't have E. Like, yeah. they don't have the strong guy. Like, Kofi so, and Xavier
1: They used to, like, constantly teaming together. Yeah. And then maybe
0: like, both of them are trying to bulk up or something. Like, maybe they're having some backstage things with Big E, and he's, like, he's bulking up, and he's helping them bulk up. Because, like, oh, well, you got to be able to instead. deal without me. Like, so much stuff. And they just don't care.
1: Nope. <laughs> oh. Alright. So, I think that's going to do it for us this week.
0: Whew, yeah, that's a lot of matches. That is... Twelve two, matches. God, goddamn, twelve matches. How long is this pay-per-view supposed to be? Is it, like, four hours straight out, and then, like... Or is it three hours, and then a one-hour pre-show? Two-hour pre-show? Not, I
1: think it's only supposed to be a one-hour pre-show. So, I think it's... Four, four hours, hours total? then,
0: total? One-hour pre-show, three-hour show? Yeah. I don't know. How the fuck are they going to fit all these matches on this?
1: I have no idea.
0: Even, if you have, Even if you have four hours of just wrestling... And he had twelve matches on there, and with entrances and stuff like that. That's like, yeah, you know, nothing's getting more than twenty minutes. Oh, definitely not. So I don't know. Maybe this is. It's probably gonna be more like a three and a half. If it's not actually scheduled to be more than three, there could be some significant bleed over. I could see it. You know what? I'm really hoping that the main event of this pay per view is the SmackDown three way later ladder match. That is my absolute most hyped match. Uh, what is your, what is the favorite match for you? Uh, Sunday definitely the
1: Becky Charlotte and Oscar match.
0: Do you think that's going to be the main event? It should be. But do you think it will be? I think it might actually.
1: I think they they do go for the history now with the women. So the fact that it's the first ever women's TLC match.
0: Um. Uh, yeah, I mean I guess I guess they maybe they yeah, you know, that's true. They do really love that history shit, so they probably will do it for that reason. Mm. I think they could just honestly from this perspective as far as just, like these feuds at this point and where the company is, this is just the hottest feud in the company right now. Yeah. Like it it just honestly deserves to be the main event. Like yeah. outside I mean, of any history. Seth, Seth and Dean is <laughs>
1: definitely not at that
0: level. No. Um Braun and
1: Baron I don't think there's going to be enough there to make it the main event. No, absolutely not. If that were the
0: like, main event, that'd be a travesty.
1: If that well like if Braun was 100% healthy, right, and they were going to do a full match, maybe.
0: No. No, even then like that that match is like the, the no. That feud and that match is not main event worthy. No. It
1: Braun is main event worthy though. Well, Baron, Baron is, is not, but Baron is, is
0: not and that feud is not.
1: Yeah, but WWE you gotta, you're not thinking like WWE.
0: Well, I'm, I'm Both thinking guys like me right to, now. <laughs> Both guys don't have to be main event worthy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, I feel like Daniel Bryan and Styles is not really there yet. Like, it's nope. like it could maybe be. Especially because like, like, that's a rematch, too, right? Like, yeah, that's true. It's also a rematch. So, whereas, we've never
1: had a triple threat between these three in tables, ladders, and chairs. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah.
0: This better be the main event. It should be.
1: Alright. Oh yeah, it does it starts at seven, so it's four hours.
0: Okay, good. They'll need the time. And yeah, well, wait. I, I assume they'll yeah. put like the mismatch challenge on like the pre so like, the show. They put like So it the pre show. So actually wait, I think main card starts at seven.
1: So I think there might mm-hmm. be like an hour pre show to it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Pre show start at six. So yeah, like they'll put like the mixed match challenge, uh cruiserweight title. Maybe Maybe something else. I don't know. They might put something else on the pre-show too.
1: Maybe Natty and Ruby.
0: Maybe Daddy and Ruby. That could be. Or the uh, you know what the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. That oh I hope they don't fucking that would be so travesty. That's a really good match. Maybe maybe Lashley Elias. Maybe put maybe yeah uh, pre-show. I would say Balor and McIntyre, but like they would never put McIntyre in the pre-show. Yeah. Like no, he's the chosen one. Sorry. Actually, you know what, they'll just make that the main event. Have, it's him squashing Balor the main event. No, nah, it probably won't be a squash. Actually, I really don't think there will be a squash on this show. That's good. No Brock Lesnar.
1: Uh, well Braun might squash. Uh, Bro. Uh, Baron. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's true. I hope that happens. Subtract that. Replace. I hope, the sh- I hope the match with Braun and Baron is as short as possible. Braun <laughs> kills everybody, wins the match, goes home. But, uh, yeah, I guess that'll do it for us then, yeah? Yep. Yeah. All right, so we will be back soon to go over. Yeah, Who what is, is our next is thing going to be? Because we've got uh, Wrestle Kingdom is uh, January 4th. Yes, so So, we could do a show. So we'll do a show before that. Is there any other significant wrestling events happening before that? Don't think
1: so. Because if Ring of Honor and WWE are this weekend.
0: Mm. So yeah. So yeah, next episode will probably be for Wrestle Kingdom 13. So bone up on your New Japan, buddy. Oh, I got two weeks. I will. That's good. You got, to, got a lot of and stuff I get, to watch. And I got, my, uh, I got my week off between Christmas and New Year's. So. Oh, perfect. All right. Well, we'll see all of you guys then when we put the Super Smart Brothers title back on the line. Because, uh, you know, I got a busy schedule this winter with all these big events defending this title. <sighs> yeah, and then I'll win it and then just drop it right back to you. <laughs> exactly. Right <laughs> when I'm tired of carrying it for a second, I drop it off on Joe's shoulders and then rip it back off alright, so see you in two weeks yep, see you guys soon enjoy TLC peace